Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. We are back with part two of the Survivor 41 coverage. So we're excited to get started, but first we like to talk about what we are drinking. And as usual, I'm here with Callan. So what are you having today? We're recording these like back to back. So everyone knows in the first episode, I was um, triple fisting and I still am. (laughs) But I upgraded from my latte to a ranch water, which I have had on here before. A little hard seltzer, you know, cleaning out the fridge, trying to get rid of these bad boys. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. There we go. And you like that one pretty well, right? Yeah. For a seltzer, this one is pretty good. Seltzer, I think, will just never be my favorite. Yeah. But this one is good, and I have the grapefruit flavor, which I I like. Pretty much anything grapefruit is good with me. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm still having my vodka cranberry. Which I did see that someone said to try it with lime, kind of Mm. like a, they called it a mistletoe, I think. Cute. So citrusy, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not trying to go too hard here, so (laughs) (laughs) trying to pace myself. Keep it with just the one fruit for now. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Keeping it consistent. Yeah, yeah, I like it, I like it. Well, has there been anything that you've been watching or... That you've watched in the past that you haven't mentioned before? Let me think. I have been watching quite a bit of stuff recently. Same here. Which is good. You know, I like catching up on all my my stuff. I did watch with my roommates the last half of this uh, most recent season of Welcome to Plathville. And I thought I'd mention it here because I don't think it's worth doing like an education segment on. (laughs) Whereas some of the other stuff I've watched is, I think. But if you don't know what that is, it's a TLC show. We love TLC. I mean, they've given us a lot of gems. But it's about this family. They have three seasons. um, And it's about this family that lives out on this farm in Cairo, Cairo, whatever, Georgia. Spelled like Cairo, but you know, it's not like, it's not pronounced <laughs> not that <easy>. way. <laughs> right. They live out on a farm and they're like fundamentalist Christian. Um, definitely had some rules in the family that I, even in the various types of Christian families I've seen, I have not seen these rules. Like oh, wow. they don't eat sugar and like they, they never... The whole plot, I know, of the first season, the oldest is getting married to still someone who grew up in a conservative family, but she was, like, radical, you know, to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. It was this, the son who was getting married. It was the first time he ever had a Coke. Um, so, like, wow. that's how intense, yes, this is. So, it's mostly about their family drama because, like, a few of the kids have rebelled, if you will. And then you have some of the younger kids who are still growing up on the farm. So it's really just about the older kids and, like, their lives now and how they may or may not interact with the family still. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's entertaining in a lot of ways. There's a lot of things you can laugh at <laughs> when you watch it. And I don't know. TLC always gets me with, like, these family, family like, reality show dramas in a way Mm -hmm. like they just find the oddest people to it's true (laughs) 
it's it is amazing like i wish i could like work at tlc for a week to see how they how they find the people that they show yeah it's amazing because it's one to find a family like that just out in nowhere and then it's another thing to make those people agree to have like a camera crew follow them around 24 7 yeah because like money can do only a certain amount but like when Mm -hmm. you are like in their home day after day you know there's some people who are like there's no money in the world that would pay for that kind of privacy yeah yeah it's it is a talent (laughs) that they have and i mean look here they are still successful they're so they must have a way but yeah very interesting but the show is available on i would assume tlc go but we've been watching it on hulu okay so if anyone's curious um (laughs) it's it's entertaining (laughs) and you can like skip episodes and probably still know what's going on (laughs) yeah probably what's it called again um it's called welcome to plathville because their last name is plath Hmm. yeah i've never heard of that well, I recently just finished season three of Tough as Nails, our favorite nice. host, Phil Kogan. So very happy about that. Um, it was a very good season. I feel like, especially like a new show like that, I feel like now that it's season three, it's almost like they've worked out some of the, the things that didn't work the first season, okay. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it was a really good one. Where does it fall, like, in the three seasons of Tough as Nails, as far as your favorite? Um, I would probably say season two is my least favorite. Okay. And the first and the third are kind of hard. From, like, a casting perspective, I think the show does a great job having great cast. And none, none of the cast members go home, so you get to know them really well. I don't know. It's hard to pick between the first and third season. Okay. But I'll probably say the third season's my favorite, because it had a lot of really great people to root for. Good. Yeah. Okay. But along with Tough as Nails, I also wanted to mention that I did finally finish Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes which ah. that was probably a year ago that we did our episode with our friendly Allison to talk about that book. It's the Hunger Games prequel about President yeah. Snow. And I will say it is very good. Very, in- I very much enjoyed it. There's definitely a little bit of a lull kind of in the middle where, as you can tell, I kind of didn't read it for a while <laughs> because it did <laughs> kind of feel like it was dragging for a moment. But like okay. the last, I guess, act of the book... I absolutely, and it's kind of funny because I um, was actually working overnight and I did not want to put the, put the book down and like the kids that I work with were coming to me like asking me questions and I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like I was trying to get back to the book so I want to know what happened. So if that tells you anything, the last like act of the book is just really great. So I highly recommend it. It is Good to like know. the Hunger Games trilogy. It is kind of graphic, so be aware of that. Very good to know. I don't remember if I knew that you were reading that or not. So Yeah, I had been thinking about it, and after talking to Lee Allison about it, I was like, I kind of really want to read it. And then I eventually bought the book. Like, I have the hard copy, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. it just took me a while to read it. But I finally did it. It's been a while since I read a physical book, so I'm proud of you. It was an achievement. Well, like we mentioned, 
with Phil Kogan, our favorite host, and I don't know how Hunger Games would relate <laughs> to the amazing <laughs> yeah. cutthroat competition, but not literally. Right. Every week, we give a reason why we should be on The Amazing Race, and this week is no different. So, Callan, what do you have to say? <laughs> what do I not have to say? <laughs> Just... Yeah, I feel like kind of in regards to the podcast and shows that you know just as a light example and your book kind of made me think of this but you know I believe that we finish what we start Mm -hmm. but I will give the disclaimer if we believe that it's worthy of our time to continue that's very true because (laughs) I think that's okay, like, to quit something. Like, I've been doing that recently. Like, I think I've always had this in my mind where if I start, like, a movie, I need to watch, like, I need to finish it. And and to some extent, I am still that way because usually I, I'm interested enough to know what happens. But the last, like, over the last week, there have been, like, two movies that I started, and I just turned them off. <laughs> I said, you know, yeah, I, I'm not into it, and I'm going to stop, and... I, it's kind of like now, maybe it's because I'm getting older, but (laughs) I feel like life's too short for me to waste time watching something that is not good, you know, or that I'm not enjoying. So I feel like that's growth in a way, but, and I think it's important to have that distinction. Like, are you just quitting something because you're quitting or are you deciding you know what I'm gonna invest my time elsewhere mm-hmm. um I know we took kind of like an unplanned yatus as we like to say <laughs> <laughs> from uh the podcast and uh all that but I don't know it wasn't like we just said you know what we're done with this um yeah. and here we are we're back and, and we even finished the you know big brother episodes that were not really relevant anymore um so i feel like those are small examples in the grand scheme of things but i do feel like we will carry that into the race and i mean obviously we we think that is worth finishing and investing our time yes most definitely um yeah even if we get kind of knocked down we fall to the back of the pack whatever the case is I do believe that we will finish, you know, whatever we start. So, yeah. Good point. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, thank you. We are. (laughs) We are ready to roll. Well, off we go. Rolling into Survivor 41. (laughs) Into the merge. Eh, No. Whatever this part is called. The not merge, or as Xander calls it, the murgatory. (laughs) I I liked that. Yeah, I like that phrase too. Um, Which I did uh write down in the that jeff says they are now in the individual stage Mm. but not in the merge which this like this whole series of episodes were confusing and there's a lot going on (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we're gonna try our best to recap as much as we can but there's a lot to cover and if we don't get to every little detail that is why Again, like I said at the beginning, this is part two of the Survivor 41 coverage. So if you're like, wait, what happened to the first like six episodes? That is in part one. So you can go back and listen to that and then come back here. So 
as we've said, they think that they're merging, but actually they're not. They're in the individual stage. And Jeff says, you have to earn everything you get, as he says throughout the season. Um, (laughs) So they'll start without a buff, without a tribe, and basically have to win their way into the merge. So in order to to win your way into the merge, they draw for random teams, two teams for the challenge. And the winning team wins a feast, which is the first meal of the season, which is kind of crazy. You win a buff, and you don't have to compete in the individual immunity challenge. As we all know, that's not really what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Two gray rocks were chosen, Nasir and Erica, so they did not participate in the challenge. And the winning tribe chose one of them to join. They did rock, paper, scissors and chose Nasir, which I think they probably wanted to choose Nasir anyway. It's kind of the vibe Mm -hmm. that I get. Yeah. Yeah. Erica leaves, goes to exile. We see the winning tribe enjoying their feast and enjoying their buffs, I guess, being like, wow, we're merged now. And then I don't know how you felt about this, but Mm -hmm. we see Jeff come up to Erica in the the speedboat and um office her office i cannot say that word right now (laughs) and offers her a choice to either turn back time or keep time the same Mm -hmm. now from my pessimistic perspective (laughs) uh i thought this was a little crazy first of all because why would you smash an hourglass? Like, wouldn't right. you just turn it? That's what I thought, too. <laughs> like, are we making this more complicated? I feel like that's, like, almost, like, Thanos level. Like, we are de- <laughs> we're not just changing. We are destroying the world that we live in. <laughs> we are destroying time itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I-, I thought that, too. Like, wow. I think they wanted, like, a cool shot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not just, like, her picking up the hourglass and turning it. Absolutely. But they did. It-, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, like... So this whole this whole series was broken up into two episodes, um, so like you don't know if she cho- what she chooses in the first episode, and to me it was kind of weird because like like we said um, in our episode before with part one, I was watching this Survivor season with a group of friends, and sometimes I can be very much like I think too much about like the production I guess of like the show. And mm-hmm. so they were all talking about they somebody literally made an inventory. They everybody had to guess if Erica was going to break the hourglass or not. And I said, okay. absolutely, she's going to break the hourglass. There's no way she does not do that. Jeff literally came to her and basically said, hey, I'm the host of this show and I know you have a choice So these are your choices. Either you can smash this hourglass and get immunity and be in the merge and have a buff and make it there, or you can keep it the same and really disappoint me as a host and you'll be vulnerable to go out tonight. Okay, bye. Like literally the show is telling you like there's no way she would not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if she didn't, Mm -hmm then the show probably wouldn't even show this whole segment. 
is how mm. I feel. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. <laughs> I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair analysis. Um, I, for different reasons, was on the same thought process as you. I think everything you pointed out is very on point. I was like, she's a hundred percent doing it because when you have the opportunity to like change the entire game yourself and like it's it's not really a bad consequence for you mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're probably gonna do it every time. Right. I mean the only comparable thing I would think is like on Island of the Idols where they were, you know, Rob and Sandra would offer a player something and but a lot of times it was like not in their best interest to do it. And so that was the choice and yeah. That was good. But this was like most people I feel like are going to want to play or yes. Even just out of curiosity as like a fan of the show, it's like I want to say I did everything I could. Definitely. You know, just for fun. So, yeah, I was like she's going to do this. I mean, yeah, absolutely because yeah. I'm sure I would be the same way like absolutely you want to do everything take every opportunity that you can because not everybody's going to get that opportunity so then you're kind of like well I have to do it yeah just because you want to get every experience you can out of the entire thing it is crazy to me though that she like I feel like this is like the culmination of the season almost like maybe instead of Shipwell Island, it should have been like Smash Hourglass <laughs> <Right>. or whatever. <laughs> like it felt like this was like a big move in the game. Mm-hmm. And it is crazy that the winner of this season is the person who did yeah. that. And like if you look back, it is crazy too that like the winner of Edge of Extinction was someone who went to the Edge of Extinction. True. And that that is interesting. And like opposite opposite wise that the one person who didn't go to the Islands of the Idols won the season. Right. That's true. <laughs> so it is just it is crazy just, like, how things work out. But, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely don't blame her for doing it. I know I would do it because, really, the only downside is that the people on the winning team, who were pretty much all of the people on her former tribe, that they would be upset. And it's like, okay, but Erica's not really – she didn't have a whole lot of social capital within that group. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – I feel like she didn't really have a lot to lose. And obviously she didn't because we know the yeah. result. And she knew that they had wanted her out at a certain point. Like, yeah. So of, she's not loyal to them. And I thought that watching exactly. it, I'm like, she doesn't really have a reason to protect these people. Yeah, there really was no drawback. <laughs> yeah. And so it was all mainly just an advantage. So. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't blame her. I would do the same yeah. thing. I mean, who doesn't want to smash an hourglass? <laughs> Did you think it was to, just as a twist in general, did you think it was a little bit much as far as, like, power? Absolutely. I mean, like the next episode, you know, she smashes the hourglass and Jeff explains what happens. And I feel like Danny's kind of like the symbol of, like, the person who hates this twist, which... I agree because it completely goes against, again, it completely goes against everything that Survivor says. Kind of like with the knowledge is power. They tell you, you should lie, cheat, and steal, and then you can't Mm -hmm. lie (laughs) for this advantage. And same with that. I mean, you literally told them that they would win immunity and make it to the merge. And then it's like, JK, no, you don't. Yeah. So I don't really think that's really 
I think I I feel like it just goes against the game mm-hmm. like that they've never done that before. To me, that's more of like a Big Brother thing. True. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, like I would expect that in Big Brother, but I don't expect that in Survivor mm-hmm. because they do say that like immunity is your one shot to keep you mm-hmm. safe. So I didn't like it. I I think it just and then like the next episode, you know, Jeff is like, "All right, we're playing for individual immunity," and I was kind of like. Are you sure? <laughs> like, if I were there, I probably would be like, but are you lying this yeah. time? Because it's like, how can I trust you now? Because, like, that that twist just didn't make sense to me. I think that there was another way they could have done it that would have been just, have been just as impactful. But anyway. True. It's not true. Real. Yeah. It kind of makes you not trust the show, which is the one person, like, if you ask the host something, you know they have to tell you the truth. In some regard, yeah, it just it just felt weird to me. Yeah, it just goes it just goes against everything. And I liked that they showed that Danny didn't like mm-hmm. it, so that was yeah. nice. I mean, which it makes sense too, because I mean he's a professional athlete. Like, yeah, out of anyone, you would think he'd be the most competitive person out well, there. Well, and can you imagine if you like win the you know semifinal, you're making it to the Super Bowl, and then they're like, just kidding. We let a fan flip the results. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> right. anymore. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, wait, what? This has nothing to do about the merit that I just won. And you told me that if I win this, then I go to the semifinals. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. If in any other at- environment, that would not pan mm-hmm. out. So this is the same episode where we have Evie, Sydney, Deshaun, Nasir, and Danny were up for elimination um and there's kind of some talk about like who has the advantage who has the idols and this is the moment where uh liana asks xander if he has an idol and there's that iconic moment of the season where xander says no you can have this one and it's his fake idol and we find out that tiffany actually has the real idol that whole craziness ensues and um, Tiffany asks if she should pay the, play the idol or not, and she doesn't. It's just crazy. Evie, of course, wanted Xander to play the idol because she was at risk, but he was like, you're right. fine. Like, it's not you. And Sydney ended up going home, and he didn't play the idol, which I was glad he didn't. I'm like, you need to save it. But mm-hmm. this is where the argument came in later that Evie was like, well, if Sydney hadn't played her shot in the dark and lost her vote, I would have gone home. So mm-hmm. I understand that, but... Yeah, it's one of those hard things where, like, that tribe especially was so just, like, small in numbers mm-hmm. that it is kind of like, I mean, you can't really blame somebody for finding a reason to jump ship. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite moment of the entire season. I was clapping that- at the television <laughs> Yes, that whole that whole episode was wild, and just the tribal itself was like it, it was so good. And I knew something was up. Like I will say that Xander and Evie are better actors than Ozzy was when he went to Redemption Island on purpose. You know, he, that was not an Oscar winning performance, but Xander <laughs> and Evie were like making me doubt myself because I was like, why are they? 
why are they doing this? Because they know she has this. Like, what's really going on? Mm -hmm. But the delivery, I mean, it was amazing. And obviously it was convincing enough for Liana to use it. And then, I mean, how satisfying must it have been for him to say, no, but you can have this fake one I made. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. I I can't imagine the kind of butterflies he was feeling in that moment. So good. (laughs) I feel like there were some moments within the show that, again, that we probably won't hit everything. A couple moments like with Xander um, choosing to switch with Erica for a reward challenge. And then also how they negotiated Rice as far as people stepping out Mm -hmm. of the immunity challenge. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Definitely, I mean, just as a person who's watched all these seasons, I'm like, okay, he's trying to get in people's good graces. We know how this works. Like, <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> can't blame can't blame him for uh, trying. Um, yes. How true. And the rice negotiation was interesting. Like, a little different than our normal yeah. step out and eat this meal <laughs> during the challenge. <laughs> um, so that was kind of refreshing. Yes little change like I didn't mind that yeah I mean little twists like that I don't like it's kind of fun to change up it doesn't have a huge effect on the game um like you know the rice little thing but I figured he was just trying to he was at the bottom most of the time so (laughs) he was trying to make people happy I guess yeah and sometimes those moments can kind of show you Maybe this person you thought felt safe doesn't feel safe or oh, yeah. this person seems to feel comfortable in some sense. So it can be a little telling sometimes. Yes. Yes. And um, I was just looking back and um, realizing another moment that was on <laughs> Australian Survivor before um, that American Survivor has taken from. But we had two individual immunity winners and then they got split up into two groups to go to tribal council. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Like I said, they've done that in Australian Survivor several times. And that's always really just crazy because it adds another dynamic because the, the groups are so small. Mm-hmm. But also it, it it's a, one of those like it's just a matter of luck in some sense. Because if some people like if your alliance didn't make it into that group, then you're screwed mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that was the group that we had Erica, Heather, Nasir, Shan, Ricard, and a lot of that craziness happens where Heather's trying to make something happen, but it doesn't. <laughs> sadly, Nasir goes out with an idol in his pocket. So mm. that was sad. Sweet and little then the Nasir. Other group... <laughs> right. He makes me happy. He's just a happy guy. Yeah, so. That's the episode that Nasir and Evie go out. And I, I feel like maybe now is a good time to talk about who your favorite people are. Yeah. In this post-merge, or yeah, I guess, post-merger. I think Nasir is great. Mm-hmm. He is great television. He has a great story. Mm-hmm. And he has a great personality. I really enjoyed him. I was kind of sad. I mean, of course, after they get voted out, you don't really see them anymore. So that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. But um, I really enjoyed him. He's my. He's probably my favorite. Well, 
I don't know. It's kind of hard to do. I might have to choose my favorite two guys, my favorite two girls. Yeah, yeah Nasir's, Nasir was so happy. Two moments with him I would love to mention. The papaya thing, which we can come back to, like, that whole situation <laughs> that occurred. But, right. like, I love... I love seeing him so proud and like gathering and when he was like, I can eat a grilled cheese at home, you know, my daughter can make that. Yes. But also when he just walked up to Heather and she didn't know they were gonna boat her out and he just told her, <laughs> I'm sorry, you have to go home today. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like what first yeah, what are you I doing? Mean, but it was just <laughs> anything he does to me is endearing. So <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I don't think he's a strategic mastermind per se, mm-hmm. but he was great television. Yeah. And I do think he had a genuine spirit. Yes. <laughs> I think he'd be so fun in real life. And you're right. I love his story. Yes. Like, he, he was fun. Yeah. So for sure, Nasir. And I really loved Shan, which I know she kind of like, I don't know, from a strategic perspective, she had like... She was so many steps ahead of a lot of people, uh-huh. which I really love to see. And there were some times where I know that, like, other people got on her nerves, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, with the papaya thing, and just, like, communication styles and all of that kind of stuff. But I completely understand, especially um, being around people 24-7 and probably starving would impact me, especially. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I really enjoyed her. I feel like she had a lot of really fun strategic moments that were really exciting to see. Mm -hmm. So, she was a fave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Shan, from a gameplay standpoint, I think she was very good. You can tell she knows the game. And, I mean, people knew she was running the show. So, obviously, that was to her ultimate demise. But, right. Uh, you can't argue with how skilled of a game player she was. Um, so mm. that was always impressive to me. And how she could just get people to do what she wanted them to do yeah. and convince them. I mean, yeah, that was really good. I think overall I would not call her one of my favorites because a lot of times... I did get annoyed with her for probably the same reason a lot of other players got annoyed with her, which was, yeah. I think, and I do think this is one reason, like, if she were to play again, which I think she has a high likelihood of playing again. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. I think if she played again, she would learn from this, but the whole my way or the highway thing, I think, was her her downfall, and even yeah. to when she made that point about um, she does that with her congregation, I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, that was a little unsettling. <laughs> it was really funny yeah. when she was talking about, like, things as trivial as, like, a potluck. And <laughs> she was like, ultimately, I end up getting my way. And I did want to mention my one of my roommates, Chrissy, ended up watching, like, most of the season with me which was exciting because usually I watch it alone but uh I was watching it one night and she kind of got invested so she ended up finishing it out and then my other roommate Caitlin watched the last two episodes um and still had strong opinions about everyone so it's kind of funny but (laughs) 
Um, Christy was like, I think I would have left her congregation after I watched that. <laughs> I know. I had that thought too. I was like, mm, are you? Yeah. I know. Uh, so that was funny. But don't know if you have a job yet or not. Right. But. Right. Um, and so, I mean, I feel like a lot of players have been guilty of that in the past. I think there's a lot of factors. Like, I think once you have a lot of successful moments that can easily get to your head and be like, I know best. Yeah. Um, That's true. And it does seem to be like, she might be like that somewhat in real life. So, I think that kind of got on my nerves to some degree, but I don't dislike her by any means. I think that's just something yeah, she needs that. to work on, as we all have things right. to work on. <laughs> so, my favorite... Gosh, I really did like a lot of people, like I said, so it makes it harder. Yeah. My favorite guy was um, Xander, probably because I I feel like we usually end up rooting for an underdog to some degree, and mm-hmm. um, just his experience on Yasa, I was always like, okay, he's going home this episode for sure, and then he didn't. I never trusted <laughs> Evie, right. like, with him with him specifically and I always really wanted him and Evie and Tiffany to like really work out as a trio and they didn't really (laughs) ever except for that one great moment um because Tiffany annoyed me for sure but in a way I was sad to see her go I was like I'll miss her literally her paranoia every episode like it could be (laughs) no one has mentioned her and she's like it's me tonight isn't it (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> and I honestly, if I ever played that game, which I hope I don't, it, that would totally be me. <laughs> like, just tell me it's me. <laughs> no, it's me. <laughs> yes. Like, no one even knows you're here. Like, it's me, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, what's your name again? <laughs> like, you're not a threat at all. She doesn't want a challenge. Uh, yeah. So this, that was funny, but I liked kind of that misfit trio. And I didn't really understand, like, Christy and I kept saying, like, Liana was, like, obsessed with him. I have this theory that Liana is in love with him, and we'll see if that (laughs) comes to fruition. But it was, like, I mean, it was to so far as in one episode she said, I just hate his face. And I was like, this is, like, too much, you know what I mean? (laughs) So... I don't know if that <laughs> that's funny that you said uh, that because I've seen several people online that are like watch like post finale they're together they've been dating for like six months I know, or, you know isn't whatever. that funny it's just it's <laughs> definitely that elementary school like oh they're mean you know to each other I really was just her <laughs> I feel like he was kind of like why are you doing this to me um yeah but it was it was funny. then again he did kind of humiliate her with the idol thing true so after I, that i think i would probably react in a similar way to be like i will never work with this fool because oh yeah he did this definitely and for so. sure after that moment it was a bruised ego on her part for sure mm-hmm. which i mean i get but even before that like on their own tribe it was like i just don't trust him i just don't trust him you know so I yeah. don't know, but it it was uh, if they end up together, you heard it here. I guess not first if other people online are saying <laughs> that. But um, so that was interesting to me. But yeah, I I think it's impressive too to like go most of the season with everyone knowing you have an idol, and they keep talking about flushing it, and then they just never do. Mm-hmm. Literally, you make it to yeah. where you can just use it at the end. 
Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed him. And I it was almost like a Tyler on Big Brother effect where you just make everybody think you're an idiot. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just young. Yeah. I'm a surfer <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and then mm-hmm. people are like, wait, <laughs> should we be worried about him? You actually have a brain I in know. There. Like, should <laughs> we be concerned? So, yeah, definitely. Um, I think he was my favorite. And then, or favorite overall, probably, uh, but favorite guy. And then favorite woman. Um, I, I mean, from a gameplay standpoint, I would say Shan was the best woman by far but I guess like just from an overall personality standpoint I did like Evie even though she kept doing stuff that I was like ah you don't need to be doing that (laughs) (laughs) um but I kind of knew that from the first episode I was like I think I'm gonna like her and uh I think she's gonna go far she just had that yeah maybe it's because she's a super fan like she had that survivor I'm going to go far essence to her. I don't know how people have that. I Yeah, I had that vibe as well. Yeah. So I, I did like her. Yeah, she has a fun spirit and a fun take on the game. Like the the whole thing with the pyramid that she had practiced like the oh, day before my she gosh. left. Like, that's the kind of stuff we want. I know, like that was amazing. And <laughs> honestly, probably like worked against her because people were like, oh, dang, she's going to like know all this that's stuff. True. But I mean, yeah. that was amazing. You can't argue with that. I don't know if there's anybody else you want to mention, but other like just other people that I really liked. I really just as people, I really liked um, Danny and I really liked Deshaun. Yes. <laughs> like I yes. want to be their friends. I loved that duo. Yeah. Yes, me yeah. too. I love Danny because I don't know. Sometimes when these like professional athletes come out, <laughs> Brad Culver, <laughs> I really don't like them very much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause they kind of give, sometimes they get off an aura of like, I'm better than mm-hmm. you or I don't mm-hmm. know, like they have some kind of like macho thing to Very prove. arrogant. And I didn't really, yeah. yeah, I didn't get that vibe from Danny. Like he seemed like just, he was very excited to play the game, excited to make connections with people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he, he wanted to play, I guess, an old school survivor game, mm-hmm. but there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. And, um. I mean, he did better than a lot of other professional athletes have done on this show. Yeah. So I really enjoyed him. And, like, I loved, like, the moment with him and Heather, um, which Heather's a whole other story about how she was edited and, <laughs> and all that uh-huh. stuff. But there's that moment, like, when she's really struggling in, in one of the challenges, basically, like, is the reason why they lose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I really appreciated, like, the way that he spoke to her and the way that he encouraged her because, I mean, he's probably, like I said before, one of the most competitive people there because that's yeah. literally his job. Yeah. But I think that he has the leadership qualities to realize that that's not productive is to tear down someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's throughout the season, I've really enjoyed him. Yeah, he was... For sure. I feel like, yeah, the pro athlete can go either way in something like this. Yeah. They can be a Brad Culpepper, who some people like. You know, apparently <laughs> a lot of people like, but not our favorite. And you can have that, like, kind of arrogant vibe. But I feel like he had the other way that you can go with it, which is almost like a... You can see the that he's a team leader. Like, in one episode... I, at Tribal Council, I said, 
it's like he's a father figure. Even though he's still like a young guy. I mean, in the grand scheme of life, I feel like he was just so mature um, compared to a lot of other people on there. And yeah, I just really, really like him. His, His story about like his dad was so... Yeah. So good. Um, and I don't know. Like, yeah, he's not necessarily the most strategic player that they've ever had. You're right in that. In a lot of ways, he's kind of an old school type player. But, and like, you can tell he's there. Like, he wants to compete in the challenges and all that. But yeah. I love when someone comes on there and is like, I really feel like I got what I needed out of this experience and it wasn't what they were expecting. So I just feel like this really impacted his life in a positive way. Um, And when he won immunity right after that experience, I I feel like that was so cool. So I'm a Danny fan. (laughs) Yes, me too. Um, And yeah, I really like Deshaun. I think that he gameplay I would watch him play again. I think that he has so much potential. And, I mean, obviously he made it to the end of the game. So, he did it. He did pretty well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think his downfall is, you know, they kind of talked about it at Tribal. Not necessarily playing too emotionally, but kind of acting. Like, he's kind of reacting before he, like, pauses and is like, okay, what do I actually need to do from a game standpoint? And I think he would, like, improve mm-hmm. upon that if he were to play again. But... Yeah. I really liked him, and all of his problems with Shan, I thought he, I was impressed, like, when he came up to her and said, like, I feel like I'm not heard, you know, when you speak to me like this, yeah. this is how I feel, because honestly, I feel like you don't see a lot of guys on TV coming up and communicating mm-hmm. clearly how they feel, so I respected that yeah, um, from him. Definitely. So. And I just feel like you saw him grow a lot as a person just throughout the show. So I enjoyed I enjoyed him. Yeah, for sure. He was great. And there's so many times throughout the season, I feel like he specifically, which I feel like Jeff pointed that out as well, that he was very open talking about his emotions, open about crying even. Yeah. And there's so much society stuff that we put on men mm-hmm. to not... Mm-hmm say that it's acceptable for them to do that so I really appreciated that he was kind of a symbol for communicating how you feel and try to make something better yeah without being angry yeah (laughs) like saying that anger is the only emotion you can yeah so yeah that was really cool um, I feel like we can't not talk about Ricard. I was about to say we have to talk about (laughs) Ricard because I am so excited Um, to hear what you think about Ricard yeah, I mean, kind of like with Shan, um, I really enjoyed him from a strategy standpoint. I feel like he had a lot of really great moments and a lot of great moves, kind of where we were within the season, um, talking about when the Shan vote happens. That whole thing was just crazy, but it really was like he took advantage of the timing and realized that that was what needed to happen. And he and Shan had an, an agreement that, you know, at the end... She said she would vote for him to have a million dollars. So that says something. Mm-hmm. And I, I did enjoy like learning about his personal life and learning about how he's hard of hearing and 
Um, towards the end, in the finale, we learned that his husband's having their baby soon, and that whole thing was just very emotional. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed him overall. I didn't think he was gonna win just because it was kind of it felt almost like the Shan, the Shan target, I guess. Where like once she left, people were like, "Okay, now Ricard's in charge," mm-hmm. and every time they're trying to get Ricard out. So, yeah. Um, I didn't think he would make it to the end, but. I enjoyed him, and I feel like he'll be back. Mm-hmm. At oh, some point. a thousand percent, he will be a returning player. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be a hundred percent honest. <laughs> Ricard, Please Ricard do. was my least favorite person. Wow, yeah. and that is I really haven't looked at any forums or you know dug around the group because <laughs> I just watched the finale, obviously. So. Um, I don't know what the public opinion about him is, and maybe you can tell me. Um, so I don't know if this is a hot take. If it is, great. We love a hot take. Um, <laughs> I will echo what you said in that I think he's very good at the game. I think he proved that. Uh, he was a big threat for a reason. Um, he's going to be a returning player, no doubt. All of that. I think he... From a casting standpoint, I think he was a good choice um, Mm -hmm. because he's, I feel like he's a polarizing person and he was also really good at the game. So I don't want to like negate any gameplay. That's not it. But literally from the get go, I just did not like him. (laughs) Like (laughs) I, I, I just felt like he gave me villain vibes the whole time. And I just never trusted him. I felt like he would cut anybody, which, I mean, he did. Now, am I, was I, like, mad that he cut Shan when he did? No, I wasn't really, like, they had the agreement. That was fine. I was a little, I was surprised when it happened because I thought it was going to be, like, a little bit later in the game. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like this season, for me, he was... The person I was constantly rooting against. I was like, let's get him out. Let's go. And now, (laughs) I understood when he was kept around, like, I would have preferred him go earlier. But, like, when Xander was like, I'm not going to vote out my shield. Logically, that's what I had said, too. It was like, that would be dumb for him to take him out now. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know what... (laughs) I I guess a lot of people probably like him. I, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like... When he does play again, I'll be curious to see if I change my opinion of him. But I, he's entertaining. And from a gameplay standpoint, he's really good. So it's not like I'm just like, get him off my television. (laughs) But (laughs) there were just so many other people I liked that I was like, I just, I wasn't a fan, I guess I'll say. But yeah, I would love to hear what you know about what people think of him. And if I'm going to get shredded. Well, I can... I can definitely understand where you're coming from because there were some times where I was rooting against him as well. Uh-huh. And it almost is like the Shan the Shan comment in a way. Like to me they're both similar in that I like them from a strategic standpoint, but there's some like personal things that I don't really like. Yeah. Like the whole like comments that were made about, <laughs> about like her congregation. Right. Um, (laughs) things like that that were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. But kind of what I mean, 
from what I've seen, which hasn't been a whole lot, like, I don't know, it's weird because I feel like the Big Brother Twitter and the Survivor Twitter are very different, Mm -hmm. at least in my circles. So I wasn't just, like, digging for what people thought. But from what I've seen, Ricard has been a polarizing person. Okay, yeah. At least from my perspective. Some people just really like him and some people really don't. Um, To me, a lot of what I've seen more so is that people love Xander. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my Twitter take. (laughs) Well, yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like, nobody has to agree. Like, that's... They they think about that when casting. And I totally get that. Like, they probably knew from the get-go. People are either going to love this guy or hate this guy. So... Right, um, exactly. That's not surprising to me that people like him. Because from a gameplay standpoint, he's entertaining and he's good. So I'd rather watch him than a lot of other people they've had. So that's that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. But I, yeah, I just, uh, I was glad he didn't win. I'll say that. Um, but. Yeah. Like, I didn't like him from the get-go, like I said. But the papaya thing. <laughs> Which there were so many elements of that scene that just got me. Like, Nasir getting the the papaya made me happy. But him coming back from that feast and taking a bite, I was like, even in real life, I feel like you you would know that's a no-no. Like, I didn't understand. Like, (laughs) I would have been annoyed, too. Because it's like, it's just rude. But... Then with when Chan was so upset, I don't know if you noticed when she she could not say papaya, <laughs> and she said like pot pie, <laughs> and I was like, that is when you know you're starving. <laughs> you're thinking like pot pie, <laughs> and it was so. <laughs> so we still say pot pie around here, but um, that was just a hilarious whole. In- the whole thing was funny to me. <laughs> Just noteworthy things, I guess. The do or die twist. Oh, yeah. Um, where Deshaun is the first person out of the immunity challenge and he's safe. I don't know. Not really something I really enjoy, mm-hmm. but it kind of worked out because I like Deshaun. So, again, it's one of those things. If it was somebody I didn't like, then it would be a different story. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting twist. I mean, it definitely made the whole event more nerve wracking. <laughs> I'll say when he got up there, he had to choose a box. I, I told everyone I I'm being drawn to the box on the far left. So just so everyone knows, I would have been saying, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes it's fun to play along. Like you're in a game within a game. Or That's something. right. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I don't, I feel like there's not too many more, um, noteworthy things before we get to the finale. I know, like, Deshaun's truth bomb comes up a couple times later, but I guess the last thing when we get to the finale is there's an advantage where they rearrange the letters, and it was kind of crazy because Erica's the last person to rearrange the letters, but she's the one to find the advantage. Yeah. (laughs) So it was kind of like, what's the point in scrambling the letters but i was like was it because it was closer to her and she didn't run away i I, yeah i don't know yeah maybe i don't know but we have that final immunity challenge and or i guess that wasn't the final one because xander wins the next immunity challenge um yeah that one was kind of crazy because it is one of those like in an in a different world, per se, would Erica have won the immunity challenge or would have Ricard won the immunity challenge if she didn't have those extra advantages? So 
that's interesting because Ricard wouldn't have gone home that episode. So, just one of those. If we smash the hourglass or not, we'll never know. But <laughs> Ricard ends up going home and Xander ends up winning <clears throat> the immunity challenge and chooses to take Erica, which... I don't know, like, I, it was kind of debated, like, within our group, like, his reasonings for taking Erica, um, because, like, what was mentioned, kind of Erica was seen as a bigger target than Heather or Deshaun. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it ended up, I guess, being a bad decision, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you have to, I guess, think from inside the game, and they don't see everything we see, so when people make certain yeah. decisions that you're like, now, are you sure about that, then <clears throat> you have to consider they don't know what we know. Now, right. to be honest, and, and again, like, maybe there's just always things I don't remember. It's hard when you watch over a series of months, like, are there things that I don't remember Definitely. or whatever? And, mm-hmm. and you also don't know how much editing comes into play because, and I'm not saying this just because I like Xander, but his perception was kind of my perception of everything. And so I mm-hmm. don't know like where I went wrong or like where was I tricked by the edit? I, I don't know. I would love to know what, again, like kind of public opinion is with a lot of this. So I totally understood the fire thing. Like, let's not add that to her resume. That seems fair. And I also understand thinking she knows how to make fire. Now, that was hilarious. (laughs) That was hilarious. When he was like, seriously? (laughs) And (laughs) it took me a long time to make fire. I know. Like, that, that was funny when he realized, oh, my gosh, like, she can't do it. And. I think a lot of people would have changed their minds, even if they told so-and-so, I'm bringing you. Yeah, so, that's true. I don't know. He's at least stuck to his guns and kind of, like, I guess did the nicer thing, which is, like, I'm going to do what I said I would do. It is interesting that I feel like the most valuable thing, and as a person, I like Heather. I have nothing against Heather. But the most valuable thing she contributed to this season was telling him, if you take Erica... You're in trouble. <laughs> and he ended up, she was right. right. Yeah. I was so impressed with her making that fire, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Like, she did awesome. Oh. And I am kind of disappointed that we really didn't see a whole lot of her. Like, yeah. She was basically absent. I know. Majority of the season. And, yeah. Like, and I liked her moments, like, with Deshaun. I really liked that moment. Um. Yeah. And I do feel like she's sweet. And I love seeing older women excel, like Tiffany and Absolutely. Heather making it to the merge. It's so rare for that to happen. So yeah. I wish we could have seen her more. And it was one of those things, it's like, well, I know Heather isn't winning because it's like we never hear a peep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, but I feel like she really made herself proud, which made me happy. Like, I like yeah. Heather. Honest, to be honest, going into the that final... I thought Deshaun was going to be the bigger threat than Erica. And again, I, you can tell me what you thought, what you've seen other people think. Like, I just did not think that Erica was going to, I did not, I did not foresee this ending at all. The way it happened at least. So we'd love to know your thoughts and who you were pulling for going into the finale as well. 
I mean, overall, it really shocked me that Xander did not get a single vote. Yeah. <laughs> so that really surprised me. And I was really happy with the final three. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone did something. Like, yes. they were all, at least at one point during the game, like, they knew what was going on. Yes. They may not have been in charge, but, like, they were part of the vote, part of maybe changing the vote, something along those lines. So I don't know, like I re- I was kind of torn because like I enjoyed all three of those people. Probably the two guys I was more so pulling for just because I felt like I knew them better. Yeah. I didn't feel like I knew Erica very much um, other than she's Canadian. <laughs> she broke that hourglass. And <laughs> she broke that hourglass, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like really on her resume was that and probably the Shan vote, like splitting it. So I don't know. I was kind of torn, but yeah, I was mainly mainly pulling for the two guys just because I felt like I had some kind of connection, mm-hmm. and I could name like a couple things that they had done mm-hmm. to change the game in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the hourglass really changed things. So I don't know. I was kind of up in the air. I feel like Deshaun and Xander did not give great jury answers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that definitely could have just been the editing because I'm sure those jury things last forever. Mm -hmm. So very much could have not gone that Mm -hmm. way. But that part kind of surprised me because I felt like Erica spoke the best, Mm -hmm. which would make sense because she's literally a communication manager. (laughs) So she probably knows how to speak. Mm -hmm. So I was a little surprised by that. I do know something that we haven't talked about yet was the Black Alliance that formed aka the camp out i love that (laughs) if anybody saw that online which i love that was great i don't know if because like the impression i get is that deshaun was kind of the i feel like he was kind of seen as you know the the person to change that vote to vote out shan because he had heard that shan wanted to vote him out so that was that was i'm sure a difficult decision and like we saw like deshaun really struggled with that emotionally and his moral dilemma like he was trying to decide what's best for me to do here so I really felt for him there and I feel I don't know if that decision impacted some people's voting yeah but I definitely think that that decision obviously hurt his relationship with Liana Mm -hmm. I mean if you kind of look at it I mean it it didn't end up being great for his game and it didn't end up being great for that alliance because it was Shan Liana and then Danny went shortly after. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I, if I, if it was a final two, I mean, I don't know who would have taken who out, but it is kind of like, what if Deshaun gone out at that moment? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What True. do you think? Yeah. I mean, I understood his reasoning for wanting to get her out. Um, yeah. I mean, anytime you hear your name, like it's hard to not react. And see, that was a, that was a complex situation too. And, also bringing Ricard back into the mix. Um, <laughs> the episode where Ricard decided that he wanted to get Shan out was when she came to him and said, my alliance wants to take you out next. So like she was warning him, helping mm-hmm. him. And that means he decides she, he wants to get her out for helping him. So I was like, what? <laughs> that was another thing that threw me too. It's like, okay, she's literally helping you you know, try to stay. And I just thought, yeah, I understand wanting to be the one that gets someone first before they get you. But 
I was like, I don't feel like this is the, this is the line. Like, this means I need to get you out, you know. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. so I feel like she was staying, you know, loyal to him in that moment. But that is really what made, especially Danny and Deshaun upset. Like, you are choosing him over your alliance. Yeah. And so it, it broke that trust and that loyalty to some degree. Um, so, like, I understood... And just Shannon Deshaun's communication, you know, issues that I feel like everyone's aware of. Yeah. Need some work. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that, you know, I, like I understand that, but you're right. I, I do feel like they probably could have made it further altogether if that had not happened. So I, if you want to blame Deshaun for that too, I guess you can. I mean, he still made it to final <laughs> two. But did it help his votes? Probably not. I mean, I knew he was getting Danny's vote. I don't think it... He kind of had a sloppy game. So, like I said, I think he has a potential to come back as a winner. But he has to apply these lessons that he's learned. Um, I was... Honestly, again, I'm not trying to speak, you know, from a biased place. Just because I was you know, rooting for Xander the most. I was floored that he didn't even get one vote. Like. Yeah. That really surprised me as well. Yeah. I mean, and I, you cannot like underestimate the power of jury questions and, you know, all of that. Yeah. We've seen that make a difference on Big Brother and on Survivor, but also we've seen people that gave horrible answers like uh, Casey <laughs> on Big Brother, then win. <laughs> okay, yeah, Tyler True. pissed off half the people. But, like, game-wise, who deserved to win more? Probably Tyler. And Case Tyler gave fantastic answers for everything, and Casey still won. So it's like, you never know. So it, I, it, I hesitate mm-hmm. to say, well, if they had just answered better, then they would have, you know, gotten more votes. But it depends on those the jury, because, like, that could have been exactly yeah, the true. reason, you know? Because going into it, I was like, okay, I feel like Deshaun has done a lot and played a good game, but he has made more people mad along the way. Whereas Xander, I felt like the only bad relationship he has probably is Liana. And I still think yeah. she's the type of person who would vote where she thought... She, you know, the person deserved it, not be a bitter juror. I just thought he seemed to have, like, a good social game, and he had good moves. So I was just really shocked that he didn't get a vote. And, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I called out Evie and Tiffany. I said, y'all should have been loyal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what? But let me say this. And my people that I was watching with all agreed so at least you know three people <laughs> think this. <laughs> and I, I I don't know if this was talked about or if you'll agree, but I think Ricard won Erica votes during that jury. Mm. Yeah. I think he worked harder than Erica did. Because he was, first of all, not letting Deshaun off the hook for anything. Like, he was railing into Deshaun. Then... He was hyping up Erica so much. And mm-hmm. I literally think he spoke more than Erica did. 
during the final. <laughs> and Probably. I think, which again, like when I don't like Ricard, that just makes me madder. <laughs> but <laughs> right. but I, yeah. I truly think he influenced people on that jury, which again speaks to his people skills, you know, and his sway. Nobody worked harder, I think, than Ricard did. <laughs> um, and do I think Erica is not deserving? No. I don't think that. But they kept talking about her strategy, her strategy, her strategy. And I just feel like we weren't shown the amount of strategy. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't know if that's the edit perspective. Because mm-hmm. I do think that Survivor did not do a great job of editing mm-hmm. her. Like, if you look at the confessional count for her, it's, like, pretty much at the bottom for other female winners. Yeah. So, I don't think that they did a great job of showing her story. So, maybe it could be on the part of the show for not really editing that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I can't really name a whole lot of things that she has done off the top of my head that would just, like, that would stand out as this is an Erica move. Yeah. So it is kind of hard. And it is interesting, too, because, like, I feel like on Big Brother, it's so often talked about, like, we don't need this person in the jury. We have to get them out pre-jury because they're going to be so Mm. persuasive, I guess, in the jury house. And I feel like that's not really talked about so much in Survivor. Like, people don't really talk about, like, that person's going to try to convince the jury to vote for this person. And, I mean, he was voted out, what, like, fifth? So he probably was there for, like, a day, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, obviously he may have um, taken his time to his advantage and was able to talk it up. I don't know. But I got that impression as well, that he was very much close to her. And it seemed like Xander was kind of like, yeah, I remember we're like a bromance and we have this thing going on. And he's kind of like, well, you cut me, so. Because you didn't do that to <laughs> I don't Shan. really feel that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. I, I don't know what they're doing. And, you know. Uh, with the same example, we don't see their deliberation and what they're saying to each other like we do on Big Brother. And we kind of can gauge how they're feeling about everybody. So I, I don't know what they were all saying to one another. And I mean, he- we know Heather was like hyping her up too. Um, yeah, right. So. Which I feel like we didn't see that much of them being a duo either. I feel like the last couple episodes is when they showed that. And then in the finale, they acted like we were supposed to have known they were a powerful duo from the get-go. <laughs> right. And it changes the game when they did not have to get rid of anybody up until Sydney. Like, that was a lot of game that they True. didn't have to do that. It's just odd to me, social game-wise, because people didn't like her. Like... And maybe it was, like, a misconception. I'm not saying they shouldn't like her. Like, she seems fine to me. But her tribe wanted to get her out, as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even throughout, like, people wanted to get rid of her. And they knew she was a strategic threat. But nothing seemed to really come of that to me. It was like, we know she's mm-hmm. she must be talking strategy. But does she really have influence? I don't feel like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like she hung her hat on making that alliance with the people, like, with Xander, Ricard, Heather. Like, she hung her hat on that, but I'm like, okay, these are all the people not in the other alliance. 
So it's not yeah. like you picked and chose, let's build this alliance. And it's like, no, it's the leftover people. We need each other to get to the end. And hooray, it worked. And I mean, she won immunity challenges. She flipped. But, okay, just to play devil's advocate. And this is not just against her. How much credit can you give someone for being, like, not picked? Like, like her and Nasir. And having to go to Exile Island. And then being presented with this option that, like you said, why would I not do it? Can, that was her <laughs> defining moment to me. And I... Yeah. Can you really credit that? It's definitely hard. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, if that's your yeah. defining moment. Yeah, you still had to choose that. But I can just think of for like every other person, a higher stake situation where they like kind of risked it all and put themselves yeah. on the line. So I don't know. I mean, she's not a. I don't think she's a dud of a winner by any means, <laughs> which we've had. Yeah. And I do like that the final three all did stuff within the game, but... Yeah, I think it's a great final three. Yeah. Definitely better than a lot of the final threes we've yeah. had, because I feel like there's... Because to me, I I mean, Xander's a zero-vote finalist, and I think a lot of other zero-vote finalists are not in the same tier as him. Yeah. <laughs> as far as, like, things they had done in the game. Yeah. So I was really happy with the final three. And to me, Erica falls in probably a mid-tier. You yeah. know, she's not, to me, like, one of the greats. But she's also not one that I'm just like, wow, you're kind of lucky that you got here. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely think she has merit. And she worked hard for what she had. And I always love seeing a female winner, especially since it's been six seasons, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, which is always nice. And she's the first Canadian winner, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how taxes really work with that. I know. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, kind of a disappointing ending because I would have rather either of the two guys have won over her. But um, I'm not, like, upset. And it was a really good final three. I thought Heather was a shoe-in because I feel like she was – an a classic let me take her to the final three type person yes. mm -hmm. and it is interesting to me how everyone was talking about how similar heather and erica their games were so does that mean that heather's edit just didn't show the work she was doing and erica got the credit or did erica not actually do that much but the perception was that she did hmm that's a great question. You know? Yeah. And I could see both of those things happening. Me too. To be <laughs> I can too. And <laughs> obviously the players don't watch the show before they vote. Like it it's all about perception yeah. at the end of the day. Um, but it does make you wonder. And it makes you wonder if Heather had made it to the final three instead of Erica, does that mean she would have won? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So that would be a good question to ask. Yes. Maybe if we have one of them on for an interview, we can ask that I would question. love to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I really did enjoy, which, I mean, it was kind of the result of COVID. I really enjoyed that we learned who the final, I mean, that we learned who the winner was. Yeah. That same evening. Yeah, and you know they did too. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was like, hey, you don't have to wait six months or I know. More. 
that was fun, especially, you know, they're starting their new era of the show. <laughs> right. But that was cool because we've literally only done that one time and 40 seasons later we get to do it again. So that was really fun to yeah, see. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I liked kind of a nod to season one. You know, that was fun. Yeah, that was that was neat, even though it probably wasn't intentional. Yeah. And I mean, last season's zoom finale was really awkward so i'm sure they wanted to <laughs> they wanted to change that. i hope they i feel like they learned from that this was definitely which i mean they they yeah. didn't know that at that time when but right yeah i this was a good compromise i didn't mind this definitely one at all <laughs> overall i think it was a really fun season like i said the cast for me either makes or breaks it mm-hmm. and i feel like it made it for sure. um, there are a lot of people I was rooting for, some people I was rooting against, but in a good way. And yeah, I mean, overall happy with the result, happy with the final three, like we said. Um, of course, some some details and the advantages that I don't really like, but that happens probably every season. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, makes it interesting. Sparks a little change every now and then. I agree. I think... Um... It was not a bad season at all, even with the number of complaints we have aired out. <laughs> um, it was still really entertaining. Um, yeah. Great cast. A lot of people I would be happy to see come back. So, yeah. I, Definitely. I'm really... I'm pleased. It was nice to have Survivor back in general. I know a lot of people will feel that way. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to the next season. 42. We'll see how it goes. I know. Yes. Drop the four, keep the two. <laughs> you think they'll continue that on forever? <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's let that one live in posterity. Yes. Well, it's been fun to uh, cover Survivor 41. I'm glad we could finally share our thoughts with each other and yes. with our listeners. And I'm excited to hear if people agree or disagree with us. And our thoughts. Definitely excited to hear. Let us know what you think. Um, We are on Instagram and we're on Twitter. We're also on Discord and we also have an email. All of those are in the show notes below. So you can check us out. We'd really like to connect with you. And also would love to share this podcast with everybody that you know. And also a good way to share with other strangers that you may not know um, is to rate and review and subscribe. You can do that on, you can do that and also listen on anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I personally recently downloaded Google Podcasts, so I've got a new platform as well. So it's very exciting. Yes. Exciting content to cover. So get excited, Mm -hmm. people. Well, until next time, I'm Anna. And I'm Callan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why didn't Erica get a theme song?